0: brothers and sisters, yesterday we were speaking about Eucharistic um, mindsets, that we are all called to put the Eucharist at the center of our life, the celebration of the Mass. And also what we are putting forward in these days of retreat is is the spirituality of Eucharistic adoration. And today we want to maybe put forward from Saint Manuel and from, from the witness of the church, why is Eucharistic adoration so important as a spirituality? And we could go on about many reasons why, and we will, but today one reason, that Eucharistic adoration helps us to develop those dispositions that allow us to receive the Lord in Holy Communion with the right heart, with the openness, to be able to receive the graces and the effects of his power that he wants to bring in Holy Communion. So there's a direct relationship between how we adore Christ and and then our openness to receiving him and to receiving the graces that he will bring. So, and part of this Eucharistic mindset um, will, be, will grow in us when we spend time with the Lord in the Eucharist itself. Slowly but surely, the more we spend time with him, the more we sacrifice to be with him in adoration, then the Eucharist, our sense, our awareness of the Eucharist and about the power of Jesus being truly present there, I think will start to touch us more deeply. And uh, so I just want to share you a few words from St. Manuel himself. And he's speaking about it in the context of of faith and how, how faith can be really challenged by so many obstacles. And uh, it is really our faith that, draws out the power from the Lord's heart when we receive him in the Eucharist. When he comes into us completely and entirely, it's faith that will really prepare us to, to receive the effects of the Eucharist. Because many people could receive Holy Communion and they are unaffected um, in any great way by, by that communion because their hearts are closed. And St. Thomas Aquinas makes a distinction here. He talks about spiritual communion and real communion. And we do both at the same time. So when we receive the Lord Jesus, it's our faith that that also makes a spiritual communion with him that we're receiving, that our minds have to be aware of what is going on for it to also be affected. And so when we receive the Lord with the right dispositions, then as I said earlier on, we can expect to really be changed and our lives will look differently. And, and this is not some kind of airy-fairy idea. I'm sure you yourself <laughs> um, can testify to this better than me. And that I'm sure if we start speaking to each other about the effects of Jesus that we receive in the Holy Communion, we'll edify each other. And this is something we should do. Um, I remember preparing for a Mass in Trinidad in St. Anthony's Church in Pity Valley. And I asked the altar servers there. And there was a, there was a young woman. And I asked her about the Eucharist. I said, Do you do tell me about your experience about receiving the Lord and she told me that she always had great peace and strength that she would feel strength and I thought this is it this is this this the Lord comes and he creates a difference in our life and that then we go out into the world and we act differently and then the world is changed in a very concrete way so let's let's listen to his words he's challenging but he's a saint saints are challenging Going to our limitations and the weakness of our condition, we find living in faith difficult since it is hard to go against our human nature. See, faith gives us a different knowledge of what our human nature is telling us. So it doesn't avoid our human nature because obviously reason is very important. But our reason works with faith. When faith reveals certain things to us, we can think about it in reason. But our human nature cannot tell us everything that it, that there is about life, okay? So faith is a whole new revelation of knowledge given to us by God. In spite of our frequent Holy Communions, we have the tendency to get tired, distracted, become lukewarm, and even cut off communication with Him whom we cannot know, love, nor enjoy in the present life, except through a living faith and self-denial. Only those who will journey along this way of living faith and self-denial will give the heart of Jesus the company he wishes and will receive from him all the fruits that one can hope for in receiving him in Holy Communion and becoming united to him. On the other hand, if none of this is present, and if instead of a living faith, there is lack of faith or ignorance of the catechism, or example, what is happening in Holy Communion, and if instead of self-denial, there's pride, hardness of heart, or hearts focus on themselves, it will not be surprising that even though one eats the most healthier foods, the Lord himself, one does not grow healthier or stronger. So this comes back to the whole principle about how are we prepared to receive the Lord? And so he mentions self-denial. One of the great self-denials is actually to go to Eucharistic adoration because, you know, sometimes we won't feel to do it. We don't. We feel nothing of the Lord's presence there, but we might be busy in our minds and hearts. But the fact that we've gone there is an act of our will, an act of love, and we could do, be doing a million other things. So we've given up all those other things in our free time. I'm not talking about our duties that God expects of us to do, but our free time, those times that we have that we waste on so many other things. But if we, we say we're going to give it to the Lord, that's when, in my own experience, and, and experience I'm sure of many of you, that the Lord shows up and he starts to reveal himself more slowly but surely.